0: I think bigger than that, man, it's, it's the story. It's being able to look at any story. And now I can use one of my worst moments as a, a story to be able to literally teach people. I could turn that story into a book. One story.
1: Hey, what's going on? Is your host, Tolu Oyemi doing the most. Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Now back to the episode hey what's going on my masterminders welcome to a beautiful sunday man i'm super excited about this man we got a generational changer in here man impacting millions and millions of lives we got kyle s king in the house Dean of students, four-time best-selling author, chief executive of the Shine Institute—I mean, the list goes on and on. Serial entrepreneur, investor, but
0: man, welcome to the show. Yo, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, you know one thing I love about introductions—they they give accomplishments, but they never talk about the struggle, right? So anybody who's listening, I want you to recognize that I am more than just my resume. I'm still a human being. I'm still a father. Uh, to a beautiful five year old. I'm still a man of God. And, you know, I'm an overcomer. So, anybody out here that is struggling, anybody out here that only heard the accolades, I want you to understand that your circumstance also matters. And I'm going to help you by the end of this podcast get out of it. And that's one of the reasons
1: why I'm super excited that you're here because when I did my research, I was like, wow, he <laughs> through all of this, And what I've started noticing And realizing is that the greatest People in this world have the greatest Scars Mm. they have the greatest Things that they went through that The healing process The overcoming process It manifested abilities Gifts it opened up Doorways it opened up Circumstances to allow them to Impact other people's lives And it's so interesting that You early on said hey look you can hear the dean of students. You can hear the best-selling author. You can hear the chief executive. But look, I had to overcome. I I Sorry. had to overcome these challenges. Sorry. And I think another thing that I'm noticing, too, is that you've started, like, developing a certain type of energy that is... It's it's, it's phenomenal. And I, I appreciate it. I think that you don't even realize how this is about to change the face of the world. Like, you don't... You like. And I think that you had to go through some of those things in order for that to happen. And when you look at history, some of the greatest people, the the leaders, the the, conquerors, people a lot of times will be like, oh my God, I don't want to go through all of that. I don't want to do this. But it's through going all of that that you realize that you have so much more to give. That you have so much more to do. But... You know, let let's jump right into it. Tell us, tell us about the background. Tell us about the upcoming, yeah, being who you are today.
0: Nah, for sure. So I definitely give credit, you know, to my parents, man. You know, my story was different than a lot of my peers, so I didn't have the one the one parent household. I didn't have the struggle story, you know. I had the two parent household, that you know, middle class family, but I was I was kind of a unicorn because I wasn't rich, but I went to a white school, so I was looked at as um, kind of beneath them but I wasn't um, from the hood. So when I was around my black friends, it wasn't like, it was, it was kind of like I didn't understand, right? So I was kind of in that middle point where I still struggled with my identity because I didn't know who I was as a man. So my parents, you know, really provided a foundation and did a great job of grooming me into who I am today. But fast forward, went to college, um, division one track athlete, um, and I studied abroad in Ghana um, my sophomore year and um you know it changed my life forever so what happened is i went over there with this perception of american as we all see like you know they're underdeveloped they're not this they're not that they're not this and i worked within a school um a, a kenneth no it was a fifth grade classroom i remember it like it was yesterday and these kids were more brilliant than some of the kids that i went to college with. Sure. and they were learning on chalkboards and wooden desks and they were literally, they had a such an appreciation for education. I remember one of the students, he talked to me after he said, education is my bridge into America. And that stuck with me because I came back to America and I started a nonprofit that bridged the gap between business and academia, because it's not that students are inadequate. It's not that they lack some intellectual capability to learn. They just lack the resources. So started my first nonprofit didn't understand business. So I wasn't as successful as I should have been. Graduated school, went to work for J&J, and I got fired. I got fired within seven months. Um, Made some bad decisions. 30 days later, I wrote my first book. I finished it, published it, and sold $20,000 worth of copies in 30 days, and that changed the game um yeah so sold a so, uh, thousand copies on pre-sale before the actual book came out um leveraging influencer marketing leveraging relationships that had straight guerrilla marketing strategies um and then from there started you know a, a for-profit company um six years later you know we've been able to work with thirty thousand students across the world even in london um, teaching them financial literacy entrepreneurship um, real estate and information technology um, I've written seven books and now I'm here today so I've learned from a lot of my struggles man so not just getting fired but I lost my first son at birth um, so that was a really challenging time to people a time of depression and anxiety when I moved here to Charlotte where I'm at now um, it was the, it was the goal to propose to the woman that you know now my current son his mother uh, didn't work out so all of these different times where I thought that I was getting ready to climb to the next season God put me through a storm right God put me through a storm. And, you know, all of these different storms allowed me to create my own rainforest, right, where I'm now creating opportunities for other people. So I look at my opportunities or I look at my circumstances as opportunities that have allowed me to help and, you know, really impact other people as well.
1: Yeah. And I think there's so much to unpack with that story that you just told from growing up. And not necessarily fitting in with, you know, the black crowd, but at the same mm-hmm. time, not necessarily fitting in with the white crowd.
0: Facts.
1: And what that does to a person's mentality and, and yeah, uh, perspective on, on life. And what, what did that do for you? Kind of like, because then I think it also allows you to see the world in two different, uh, aspects as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's, it's so interesting that you bring that up because I was in the barbershop today, right? I had to get, you know, cleaned up. And I, I told him to cut off all my, my facial hair. Yeah. He was like, yo, you getting a white man cut. And I'm like, he was like, what are you about to do a TED talk? And I was like, no, nah, I'm cleaning myself up because I'm getting ready for a podcast. So in my mind, it's just about being clean cut. And, you know, my counterparts mind and my black brother's mind is about you're trying to transform or assimilate to fit in. But more so how I've been raised, it's being able to, you know, adapt to a situation that you're in. It's just about being clean and professional. Right. So I say that from this perspective, I've learned how to communicate, um, through slang, right. And how to get something across and differentiate what I'm saying so that my black friends can understand where I'm coming from. However, I've also learned the, um, the language and the diction that will allow me to sit in rooms that my Black friends would never be invited to, but my mind and my ability to impact and serve my community and with my love for my community, I use what I need to use to being able to impact people, get in the room, and when somebody else isn't in the room, I know how to get them into the room because I've always had a seat at the table. So I know how to um, not assimilate, but I know how to adapt to any situation, whether, like versus a lot of my Black friends that don't. So I can sit down with a CEO of a white Fortune 500 company and I can speak from my educational background and then I can take what I learned and go back to the hood and talk to them like this is what I need you to do to be able to flip your investment. But it's the same thing. It's the same language, just a different way. You know what I mean? So I think it's given me an advantage.
1: And that's so powerful because, you know, you look at our community. A lot of people are trapped in a certain kind of mindset. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're trapped within a certain perspective, like, nah, that's the way they do it. We're not supposed to do like that. We supposed Bad. to and that's what's harming them in this. Let's be real, it's almost a race for generational wealth to build businesses and structures and organizations, especially mm-hmm. in this country called America, whereby the opportunity is just busting out the scene. It's it's crazy. Uh, What's interesting is I don't know how I came across this, but I love doing like you know research whenever I have a guest. I just want to understand like so that the conversation can flow as smoothly as possible, and then we can bring the best to the table for the Mm -hmm. the audience. When you were fifteen years old, you were you were whipping the whip and you whipped
0: it. Ah, the f- yeah, yeah, you did your research for real, bro. I love it, I love it. Yeah, man, so yo, I, I, like I said at the beginning, man, I, I have not always been this person, like polished, clean, all these different things. So when I was 15, <laughs> so I, uh, my parents, you know, they were going to a Maxwell concert and I asked them if I can get the car. It was a Friday night, I asked them if I can get the car. They was like, nah, they wasn't hearing it. I had my learner's permit at the time. So when they left, you know me, man. I still took the car. I took the keys, but you can never do anything without like your friends and your boys with you. So I picked up one of my hall boys. We went to this party. Everything was solid, was showing off and everything. Mm-hmm. Came back home, everything was good. And I still feel like there was a malfunction in the car to this day because I pulled into the driveway And I thought I hit the brake, hit the gas, ran straight through the garage door while I was down, but didn't just stop there, I ran into the house. Like, you know how you're already in the garage, and the the house is right there? Slammed into the house, the whole front end of my pops car, brand new thing. Literally, the the temporary tag was still on it, fell. But the crazy part is, I went inside the house, grabbed the towel, wiped down the steering wheel, called the cops, told them that somebody stole the car and ran it back into the garage Wow. Told them that somebody ran back into the garage. Called my parents, told them the same story, was going with it, going with it. Cops came, they was not hearing it. Mom wasn't hearing it. Believe me, that's still my mates to this day. Um, still that's still my mates. <laughs> so, um, long story short, Um, I ended up telling the truth because they got to the point where they were like, you know, this could be um, falsifying a police report if we do an investigation. And when I tell people, I use that story to tell people that my parents didn't like just say no because they were trying to be hard asses or they didn't say no because they were just trying to teach me a lesson. They said no because I lacked the preparation to be able to drive the car without an actual somebody in the car, right? And a lot of people are crashing their cars, crashing their calling. They're running into stop signs. They're running in or running away from their goals because they they're trying to drive the car in the back seat. Mm. So I teach people how to become the driver of their own success and of their destiny because a lot of times what we don't realize is people, right? Before you're able to drive, you're in a car seat in the back. You graduate from a car seat to a booster seat. You graduate from a booster seat. You remember that oh the booster seat comes out you're not excited to like click the seat belt and then you're excited when you're able to sit in the front seat, right? A lot of people are making mistakes because they're trying to jump into entrepreneurship before it's their time. So I teach people how to really identify. So the the driving skills like determine your determine your outcomes, um, review your environment. Who need, who do you need around you? Um, investigate like your pain point. Like where are you really struggling? Struggling so you can identify your strength areas or your weaknesses. Um, and then versatility, man, versatility. Um, can be can be valuable you you have to understand how to adapt in situations and then evergreen evergreen is the e um and what i teach about evergreen is how can you stay relevant like what is your wow factor you know you may be coming right now you may have some nice J's, followers with a little blue check by your name but if instagram dropped today how can you still be able to create impact and the r is remember your why so i go through that story man and people love it and then i break down that the acronym and they're like oh that's
1: what he meant yeah and this goes to show you know the power of the mind power of spirit and power of god to take a situation that at that time wasn't the most positive thing but then to shift it into a tool to enriching and pour positive, and even using it as a teaching tool as well nice. to teach other people that goes to show you what it means to be a human being because somebody could be like oh my god i can never tell anybody about that that's my dark deep secret but nowadays we're seeing and to that point of like what's the plan for longevity and um, being able to remain relevant is you know being truthful with people being that That authentic individual because look and this is one thing that I'm noticing from you is like the legacy helping other people establish their legacies like you're always going to be relevant forever because Mm -hmm. I can tell a story to my kid about how I got my book published or how I was in this group or this program, but he may forget about the program and the stories, but the book itself? They'll never forget. They will never forget. And that could be passed down for generations.
0: Yo, you, it's one thing that you said was so powerful, bro. You said like, you know, the, the mind, the spirit, um, and the ability to turn that situation and make it a lesson. I think bigger than that, man, it's, it's the story, right? It's being able to look at any story. And now I can use one of my worst moments as a, a story to be able to literally teach people. I could turn that story into a book, one story, Definitely. right? So I'm gonna give you one more. I'm gonna give you one more because I'm gonna I'm I'm relate to people on here. So I remember my last memory and my grandmother, she passed two years ago, right? We was walking on the beach in South Jersey on the beach. And my parents were like, probably like 10 and 15 steps in front of us. And have you ever been in a situation where you are asking somebody what's wrong, and you know something's wrong, but they won't tell you?
1: That's right.
0: Right, they're just willing to be vulnerable. So I kept asking her what was wrong. She wasn't telling me, so I, I was like, "Yo, uh, Grammy, I gotta take my shoe." Kneel down and take my shoe. Ten seconds later, I'm running down the beach, Asbury Park, New Jersey, butt naked, dog. Like literally running down the beach, and I turn around. Remember, I turn around, looked at her, and she was smiling. And I'll never forget that story because a lot of us, right? a lot of us when you when you think about being naked right the first thing that you're trying to do is find a tab or find something to cover you up and a lot of us are not willing to expose our dreams expose our callings a lot of us have gifts bro and a lot of us will not be willing to expose ourselves with the world because we're trying to hide it because we're not willing to be vulnerable and transparent and authentic so i created an acronym live life naked bro imagine if we could all live life naked and not in a physical sense but in a mental sense where we're free from all society stereotypes from all of these different things and we can literally live life in how god has created us to live bro so that's another one man like you can turn anything into a into a message bro
1: i feel like i'm sitting next to a multiplier right here man like you're helping people multiply their gifts their dreams their ideas their visions and what you said just now everybody has a gift it's so powerful because we almost we live in this society that downplays people it downplays mm-hmm. geniuses it, it downplays like for example one thing with uh Kanye West you know Forbes it was a he's worth richest black man da, da, da. but then they released this article saying no actually he's not it's one point something and you know <laughs> it is. was a, a lot of controversy like yo why are you trying to downplay but why do you think that You, you kind of touched on it You said that You know People are kind of scared Of other people's opinions And things like that But everybody has a gift you, ha- you. Everybody has yeah. a certain type of energy That's supposed to be able to Impact the world in a certain way Because if we're created In the image and likeness of God mm. Then what does that tell us About our Im- ability to impact the world Or our ability to
0: navigate the world So could could you touch on that a little bit Heck yeah, I got, some, I got something for that. So working in the school system for six years, right, this taught me a lot of things. Like I really do believe that parents have a major influence on kids' lives and teachers and all, all the different influences as kids are growing. So when you think about it, you could probably think about this and going back to your childhood as, as well. Your parents may want you to do something in a specific moment, right? You may be, let's say I'm in the middle of the house singing and my mother told me to vacuum the house, right? But I'm, I'm singing, I'm getting it out. I may be drawing something, but I'm not drawing inside the lines, but I'm creating a a masterpiece picture. What did the parent tell you to do? I need you to draw inside the lines. No, I I told you to do this. I need you to sit doing what you're doing. No, I need you to go to college and do this major because the industry. No, I need you to do this. No, I. So it's all this no, 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 because your parents in their minds, I'm trying to protect you or prepare you for life, but well, what are you doing? You're closing them in, you're putting them in a box, you're not, you're not um affirming their gifts. Mm. You're saying no, no, stop drawing, stop dancing, stop writing, stop yelling, stop moving, stop thinking. Let me think for you. So when we take that away from our children at birth or at one or at two or at five or at twelve or at twenty two the hell do you think you're going to be at 25 28 30 years old? you know what I'm saying like and then I go into a company and I got gifts I got talents oh I see this I see no that's not part of our company culture that's not part of the policies and procedures that's not what we hired you for but then you try to jump out in entrepreneurship you ain't got no money. Now you don't have the resources that the company had. So what do you do? You give up. You give up because, you, man, well, maybe my gift doesn't mean My gift can't pay, pave the way. But let me tell you something. You don't have a problem if somebody already created a solution for it. Oof. That's it. It's not a problem. It's simply you just don't have the strategy or the coach, the mentor, or the network to being able to create it. So I don't see problems in my life because I know everything that I want to do, God has done Man. And
1: you know, you know what's in so interesting? Kyle, yesterday, right? I was speaking to a kid, Aaron Burns, right? He's mm-hmm. 14, he just turned 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the youngest storefront owner ever. And I'm talking to this kid and we're having conversations because I have a digital marketing agency, right? So mm-hmm. I understand business to a certain degree, but and I'm having discussions with him about business and about life. And not only is he able to take those concepts and have a fluid conversation, but he's able to take these complex ideas and articulate them very simply. I was like, "Oh man, yeah, Kanye West is rich." he was like, "I don't think it's so much that he's rich; his impact and influence on the world—it's mm-hmm. manifesting the world." I was like, "Hold on, manifesting—you know." And I was like. <laughs> digging more i was like man like this is super like was your parents entrepreneurs like where did you get this like he was, he told me something that I want to put into practice every day. I, or At least I want to try to put into practice. He said that he, he watches movies or he watches like the most defining moments in movies and how the character, uh, defined in the actions they took in that situation. So maybe like a Queen of England or Taraji B. Henson, whoever is whoever that's in a movie Your Denzel Washington's. How did they handle that situation? What was the energy and spirit? they used to handle and he said he takes that and he replicates that in his life towards his vision towards what he wants to manifest in his
0: life so i'm like i'm like that's good let me give you something bro let me give you something because this, me and this kids we probably have a lot in common right so i live off of one movie scene i live my whole life off of one movie scene so my favorite movie still to this day is the Troy movie i don't know if you've seen it troy with brad the one with brad pitt right yep. and it talks about the story of obviously the trojan war right we all know it so a, there was a defining scene on that movie that literally shifted my whole perspective i got a tattoo on my arm and everything just about that scene wow. and it, he was um achilles one of the greatest warriors of all time he having a conversation with his mother before he was about to go to war he was talking with his mom pretty much asking her for permission right he was like mom pretty much having a conversation with her and then she sat there and told him because he was on the fence about whether he wanted to fight in the trojan war or stay home because he didn't think it was his fight so his mom came back and said if you stay in troy if you stay no if you stay home if you stay home if you stay home you will have a beautiful wife you will have beautiful kids that love you And then your kids' kids will love you and they'll talk about you and they'll cherish you. And then eventually your grandkids, and then your name will fade away. Your name will fade away. He said, if you go to Troy, they'll write stories about you for eternity. You will become the greatest warrior of all time. But if you go to Troy, you will not make it back home. Go down. Bro, what did he do? What did he do? He went to Troy and he became the greatest warrior of all time. And we still speak his name to this day. To this day, whether it's false, whether it's real or fake, at the end of the day, we still speak his name to this day because you. he was willing to give it up. Everything. Sacrifice. He didn't care about the family. He didn't care about the kids. He was willing to sacrifice his life to leave a legacy.
1: That's that's Chivas. And we look at these figures in history, right? From... The Tupacs, to the Aristotles, to the Plato's, to mm-hmm. Maya Angelos, and that's so interesting because God said, "I see." God is always going to be remembered, right? I don't think there's ever going to be an age or a time whereby God, quote unquote, is forgotten. Right. So if He created us in His image and likeness, hmm, what does that mean we're able to do too as well? And you, you see the manifestation of that in this world. Like Tupac has been gone, he, t- t- but. Every year, making movies, new books, you know, look at Aristotle, look at the plate. These people are gone, but their legacy, their spirit. And even what I've started realizing, talking to a lot of guests is that, you know, there's a certain spirit of that generational legacy, you know, and the ability to tap into that spirit and embody it as you're going through your day-to-day activities, because Mm -hmm. this world does not want you to be a legend. This world, people love mediocrity they want they want you to stoop to my who, who she thinks she is Man, who exactly. does he think he is exactly so, what are some of the things that you do in your life to kind of you know keep that charge and make sure that you uh because of the impact that you're doing that momentum like how, how do you keep that going
0: yo i continue to re- renew my mind every day bro so what i started to do i started to unfollow pages that weren't feeding me I stopped listening to secular music. I only listen to gospel, classical music about love or music about something positivity or, or podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I don't like to listen to a lot of different things that has cursing that, um, you know, just d- uh, dis- disrespects women or even disrespects men. It's changed my thought process, man. It's changed and I'm even on a fast right now. This is the last day of fast and I'm, I'm, I'm able to be clear. When I look at people, I don't see competition. I see inspiration. So if somebody's in my same lane and they, you know, they made $250,000 last month and I only made $25,000 last month, that's not a competition. Now it's inspiration to show me that it's possible. Now I want to reach out to that person. Hey, what did you do that was different? Because maybe I'm just doing something that's different and maybe I can implement something. Yo, there's billions of people in this world, billions. That doesn't mean that you're taking that person's clients. You're taking that person's strategies to communicate it to somebody else. So I renew my mind. I keep people in my environment that continue to increase my home's value. Let me give you that one. Let me give you that one. <laughs> That's what I just so, about to be a big one right here, man. Yeah. So when you think about home buying, right? I'm in the process of buying a home right now. When you think about home buying, when you're getting ready to sell a home, what do you look at? You look at the comps, you look at the comparables. How, what, are, what are the homes selling um, in the neighborhood around you, right? Then I'm able to find an average price for what the market market wants for my home. What I'm able to get. It doesn't matter if you put $60,000 in your kitchen uh, in upgrades. You can't overprice the market that you're in. But you could take that same house to an affluent neighborhood with no upgrades and get $500,000 more on the same house. You know why? Because the environment is different. Because location matters. So what I tell people is if you're around people that are high in value, if you're around people that are investments, if you're around people that are inspirations and influencers and impact and godly and faithful and resilient and all these different characteristics that you want, I can't lose, bro. I can't. I'm around people that are not just better than me, not just bigger than me, but aligned with me in characteristics and qualities. So now we're all going to eat together. And I love
1: the fact that you mentioned, but your ability to give examples, because usually people like, hey, your circle the five people closest to you, <laughs> but you use home buying, you use mm-hmm. the environment. So your ability to give examples that really, you know, activate that person's thought process and be like, okay, now nice. I see what he's talking. Yeah. Um. In the in the Bible, God only compares himself to two animals, lions and eagles. Mm. And think about the spirit of a lion and the spirit of an eagle: excellence, aggression, attitude, confidence. You know, vision. You Mm -hmm. know, hunting, and to be surrounded by people like that. You know, like, oh man, he's a lion, man. Like, yo. But man, she's an eagle, man she, Go after it and, and to be surrounded by those people So you can absorb those traits I think is, is super awesome But when I was doing my research And I think that this is one thing that Applied to you But I think everybody needs this Is mentoring You know, George a from, a from Junior I don't know if I've seen
0: this before. Yeah, Action Pong, my guy
1: Yeah, Action Pong. And <laughs> how you went under You know, his tutelage His coaching To kind of you know absorb his strategies and his way of thinking Mm -hmm. but how did that help you like and what was that experience
0: like yeah i I give a lot of credit to you know not just george but to my mentors right i feel like your parents can take you like it's interesting right (laughs) i'm gonna give another example man like live in examples so if i wanted to be if i was at my house right now and i wanted to get into the car with you and we were going to the mall right but say we didn't have a gps in our car i would go across the street and ask the person how to get to the mall right but what if they can only get me to the outside of the neighborhood it's still closer they say hey i know you go that way right so we get to this we get to the first stoplight and there's a gas station what do we do we go into the gas station and then they know how to get us to the highway it's like hey i know the mall is on that highway right over there all right so they get us to the highway so then we end up on the highway and then we're like, oh my God, where do we go? So we call somebody and they're like, hey, you get off on this exit curve, We don't know what to do next. We get off the exit. They tell us that there's a gas station when we get off the exit. And then the last person's like, look, oh, you're right here. You go that way, go that way, go that way, go that way. Let me tell you something. It's the same thing in mentorship. When you work with people, they may only be able to get you to the to the stoplight. Then that next person, how can they get you to the next step? Then the next person, how did they get you to the next day? At the end of the day, it's all about getting to your destination at the end. So my mentors have provided me, I believe in intentional mentorship. What do you need within that season? Stop trying to go get a money coach. If you need some, uh, some growth mindset, go get a growth mindset coach. Stop trying to, um, get married. If you need a counselor, you need a therapist right now. Right? So you you're, like I feel like stop trying to buy a home and go get a realtor when you when you need family uh therapy you know what I'm saying so your kid needs a new school so I believe in every single mentor that I've had it's been in the season that I needed it in and that's why I've always been able to maximize maximize my mentorship experience wow
1: and I don't, I, people don't, they don't, don't want to hear instead <laughs> of you going to go buy a house go take go go to therapy first go to a friend <laughs> people because the society we live in you know the advertising the media people flexing you know like it's yeah. this picture and i think it ruins a lot of people because they're like oh she did this she looks like that he did this he looks like that I need to jump seven steps. Have you ever seen those memes on Instagram where the person has one foot on the, uh, <laughs> the last step and then their other leg stretches across like all the steps? And what ends up happening is that you just tumble back down. You just keep back down. And it's interesting too because the power of coaching, the power of uh, mentorship, and you being this educational leader. You know, when I was doing my research, you were the blue. Print conference where you were talking to these uh, teachers and mm-hmm. the, the, these videos that you had recorded and talking to you know this different like how do you see yourself in that role like what kind of impact because you seem like you're very intentional when you're trying to do an activity so. What is it that you're trying to accomplish in those roles?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, man. I think I, I've pivoted a lot. I didn't just pivot in, in COVID, um, because I see like, it's, it's, it's a gift and a curse at one of my superpowers is being able to see things, right. See potential, see things that need to change, you know, and I want to be able to solve problems. One of my downfalls is because I like to solve a little of different problems. So one thing that I saw when I was working within the school system. Is that teachers are unmotivated, they're underpaid, they're under-equipped, but they have so much talent and they have so many gifts. So what I did in literally 11 days, I was like, "Look, we're gonna throw a conference for teachers, and we sold out in 11 days. And all we taught them is mental health, real estate, and financial literacy, and how to be entrepreneurs. That's it. Because I believe if you're a better person, you could be a better teacher, so you'll be able to deliver in the classroom. Because if I'm If I'm at 20% battery life, how do I expect to give 100% productivity in the classroom, right? So I wanted them to be better people. But then I wanted to teach them how to manage the money that they already have, use that to use their gift to start a business and then buy a house. That's it. Because now you have a cash flow investment that you can always have. Now you have assets. Now you don't have to worry about going to school and you worried about the 35,000, 40,000 that you get because I just taught you how to run a business. I just taught you how to buy a house i just taught you how to be a better person so now you can execute in the classroom yo imagine a life if we had no bills (sighs) like how how free we would be so imagine if we could take all the bills and teach educators how to create an automated online system to take care of their bills they would be able to kill it in the classroom so i did it
1: yep and it's interesting because when you look at the role of a teacher The teacher should be paid so much more than they are because they are literally shaping the future of your child. And their presence every day is nurturing. I remember, I forgot the podcast that I was talking to, uh, the guest. And they were like, they had a situation with the teacher where the teacher... Oh, no, it was an ET. I took ET's course, Mm -hmm. Speaker Breathe University. Yeah. We have like these breakout sessions. And one of the uh, students in there was like, When I was young, my teacher told me I was stupid, to shut up, Mm -hmm. to like, I was a nobody. And that affected me all of my life. And just recently, I've been able to start cracking away at that shell and saying, that's not who I am. But who knows what that teacher was going through? Maybe there was a divorce. Maybe there was some financial troubles. Who knows? And then, of course, you see all these innocent kids. You could just, it's such a, you know, you could just go ahead and kind of release all of that on them. So it's interesting because you would think that the institutions and the government would kind of make sure that teachers are in a special class of their own so that the students being produced are coming out as such a intellectual, wealthy, mental, just all across the board, like health wise, you know, challenge wise, they're ready to take on the world. So your blueprint conference and your ability to like hit together get I know the teachers must have looked at you like you were an angel when you were talking about starting a business and, <laughs> and, real estate and things like that, because I'm not going to lie. If you look at what's been going on with society, teachers are kind of looked at as like, yo, they whack. They're not making no money. Like you see the dropout with the Lambo mm-hmm. and the teacher with the, you know, old beat up wagon and stuff, you know, like they kind of like the jokes, like, oh, you're not an entrepreneur, like you're going to school. Oh, I was talking to another guy recently. He was like, yeah, I went into class and I asked my professor, do you ever run a business before? And he was like, nah. And I was like, man, I'm out. And took <laughs> so I'm seeing this, like how do teachers evolve with the <laughs> evolution of people more and more wanting to be entrepreneurs and people more and more not wanting to be confined
0: Yo, that's a hell of a question, man. And that's why I stepped back into the classroom after I built the business. So I created a six-figure company, stepped away from it to go back into the classroom to inspire students. So I showed up every day with a brand new whip. I showed up every day with a, a freaking tailor-made suit. I showed up every day and brought my entrepreneur friends and we're talking about how we made millions, right? And how we flew private. And now when I'm in the classroom, these kids are locked in. It's like watching a movie that just came out because now you see it, as an inspiration. So the best way to inspire somebody is to what? Become the inspiration. That's how you evolve. So education is not moving at the speed of the industry. So to be able to produce better kids, we need to produce better educators. To produce better educators, we have to equip them with the resources that the industry has, so that we can be able to trickle that down to our kids. Yo, if we paid our teachers more money, I guarantee the educational system would be better but not just that it's like we have to have an equal distribution of funding because private school education is completely different than public that's why i'm sending my kid to private it's different so we have to have equal distribution of funding we have to decolonize our curriculum and we have to have a powerful direction in regards to the leadership that we have across the board as well in our school systems because a lot of bureaucracy is hurting kids ability to truly be great within the system as well so as entrepreneurs we have to also do a better job with going and contributing to our educational system not just to the kids but also to the teachers
1: wow small impact (laughs) right there and it's interesting because one thing I started seeing more and more on mm-hmm. the gram or AKA social media or, you know, like the entrepreneur almost feels like we're in the, the era of the entrepreneur really, mm-hmm. um, teachers are really great entrepreneurs, you know, yes. I've seen, uh, the Jasmine Womax the, the Vision vision aunts, the so many different people coming out of the real estate, Airbnb, uh financial literacy stocks like that came out of the school system were either teachers or professors and decided okay you know what i'm, I'm gonna get into that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. realm and taking off and not only that but building these curriculums and building these uh what was her, uh terry or uh mm. she does the one thousand dollars a day uh and she was a teacher, but she teaches. She's the number one most profitable uh, course instructor on Teachable.
0: That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. You know, things that teachers don't understand, and that's just people in general. Teaching literally is a skill. It's a gift, right? So just like you said, I give examples. I learned that from being in the school system. So I can literally teach to a kindergartner. So if, yo, if I can rock out with a fourth grader, I could definitely rock out with a bunch of adults because if I can keep the attention of a second grader for ninety minutes, a whole day every day, I could definitely keep the, the you know the attention for forty five minutes on a workshop with an adult because I'm giving energy, I'm giving examples, and I'm, I'm putting things into your mind. I'm breaking things down in a simplified way. If teachers understood the gifts and the power that they had, I get I I believe that the school system would change, I my mean, our world, our economics would change. Teachers are gems, bro. They, they are gems, and they just don't even know it.
1: it. It's so, man. Back in the days, I don't even think there was school. A school was one person who was considered a master teacher, and then you had a group of people that would come under his or hers tutelage. That's why, you, like the Stoic school, the Rosicrucian school, like mm-hmm. the school of thoughts. So you know, yes. somebody that was uh, accomplished, and you would have a group of people. Alexander the Great When he was young His father said I want you to go learn Under Aristotle mm-hmm. Aristotle had learned From Plato So The type of teacher That you have Especially early on In your Development Is so crucial Because Alexander Was taught About fighting Philosophy Strategical thinking
0: He was a beast man He was
1: a beast He was a beast He dang near conquered the entire world. But what people don't realize is that seeds were planted into his mind that enabled him to have that perspective on life. So, Hmm. you know, it's interesting to also see, you know, the people that they're like, my my teacher believed in me when nobody did. My teacher said that, you know, I see something special in you or you're gonna be great one day. And that person just carried that with them, through all of life's scrimmages and you know situations and setbacks and just held on to it and you know speaking things into existence because kids believe what you tell them you know you tell them something you
0: know, they they're so quick at manifesting things
1: mm-hmm.
0: Not that sucks i remember one teacher man i know, like i give a lot of credit to him mr clay he was my second grade teacher and it's crazy going all the way back but you know and even he was a white teacher as well and he he invested he affirmed in us he he was giving us affirmations before affirmations was a thing so I feel like it just kind of came you know came it's new still right he was affirming us he was telling us everything that he could be but i remember specifically one time he took me after class right he took me after class. i used to talk all the time in class he took me after class he said kyle you got two choices to be great or to use your gift to be great i said what do you mean mr clay he said, you're not in trouble, but I want you to learn how to use your ability to speak and use your ability to get our class rowdy to lead something. I've never stopped leading after that, bro. Never.
1: Wow. And I think this is a perfect transition, man. We got to talk about the books, the <laughs> systems, the... Straight up. I'm part of the program, too. I'm in there like, yo, coach, put me in the game. Yeah, <laughs> how, like, what led to the first book? And not only that, but then... Let, let's start with that let's start with the first book
0: yeah man it's interesting because plan. Decision, yeah the discovery let's destiny. let's get it <laughs> let's get it so interestingly a lot of people don't notice my first book was uh, three books right so my first book were the mission plan the decision the discovery and the destiny which was too long so i broke it up into the three books that i now see so i can say like i was a three-team author but really i only wrote one book so what inspired it is that neo always says note takers are money makers. He always says it. And I was literally that kid growing up. So I literally would always reach out to like the most successful person or sit down with the most successful student in class or sit down with the principal or sit down with teachers and just ask questions. Take notes, ask questions, turn everything into a lesson. I was that kid growing up that asked my dad a million things but my dad would have a million answers to give me or a million resources that he could provide me. So I read them. I learned. So all of those notes turned into what? Pages. All those pages turned into what? Lessons, those turned into what? Chapters. So then what I recognized is that through college, through mentor meetings, through experiences, I just started writing stuff down. And I was like, yo, like, I really want to be a book. My mother affirmed it. My mother affirmed it. She was like, yo, you need to be an author. So I used writing back then as an opportunity to like, you know, it was therapeutic. You know, when I would go through things, I'd write it down. When I would, you know, want to learn something, I'd write it down. All my dreams and aspirations, I'd write it down. Everything that I learned, it ended up being 300,000 words. Wow, 300,000 working so just think about this bro think about if you wrote for 20 minutes a day for a whole year that's a thousand words bro that's 365,000 words you'd write a book next year or that's three books right there so if you really if you really think about it if you really think about it right if you really think about it everyone has something if you learn more if you ask more questions and you take every opportunity as an experience where you can actually become better or give it to somebody else, you have books. But shorter answer, I knew that somebody, like people would come to me and ask me advice all the time, all the time. Like, how did you get that internship, Kyle? How did you get um, to become a division one athlete, Kyle? How did you, um, you know, meet that person? How did you start a business? All these different things. And I would give them all this information. I'm like, look, why don't I just write about it? And then now I have this book. Mm. but it took me four years to publish my first book wow four years because i didn't think that my story was good enough i was real insecure i didn't feel like i was gonna sell copies i didn't know how to actually go about publishing a book and nothing like that but the moment i published it 30 days later i made 20 grand is that not a sign or is that not a sign it was crazy it was crazy bro 20 grand so and then after that i already had the funny thing is i released the first one and i already had finished the other two because i wrote one so now I had a system to be able to, now all of those people that bought the first one, and this was before the systems, bro. Like if I would've had all the clients or all the customers that bought the first book, I'd have a crazy system. This was before email automation. This was before drop shipping and all these different things. This was just straight, guerrilla grassroots marketing and me literally filling in each um, envelope to ship out to people. It was crazy. Wow.
1: And I think there's this picture that anybody who sees it, it it leaves this image in their mind of you sitting down on a couch and there's these rows of those books mm-hmm. literally packaged, ready to be delivered. Right. And not only for you, this is one thing to go ahead and, and sell books and you know have a great launch, but to take that momentum, capitalize upon it, and then build out a system. To help mm-hmm. other authors Not only get their books out there But then pilot autopilot Systems and marketing mm-hmm. So it goes to show You know that greatness And excellence within you because Hey look I could be like alright Got my little book out here I'm good Thanks. But what Kind of sparked that mindset Or what led to you being like you know what Deontay he got a book or Ashley she let me set up like after was it after you launched your own book started coming to you like hey man like could you help me like i,
0: I got a story or i started writing like how did, how did that happen? yeah for sure man so one thing i truly believe that we're vessels, bro so everything that i learned everything that i experienced every win that i have i'm gonna share with people i'm not that type of person to like have a business meeting and i'm keeping things to the side so that you can't surpass me so after i finished my first book people started asking it became an inspiration Right? So all my struggles then became inspiration and then it validated. So then people started asking like, hey, how did you write your first book? How, like I'm struggling, I'm doing this, and doing that. And then me, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna just give it to you, give it to you, give it to you, give it to you. And what I started to learn is like, yo, like this is really helping people. Like this is really helping people. But I kept being an entrepreneur, kept being an entrepreneur, kept being, like, just doing it for free. And then just building my business, building my business. When COVID happened, that's when everything shifted, bro. that's when everything shifted i needed because yo at at this time people were losing their houses at this time people were losing their jobs people like were losing family members people were losing loved ones so i was like yo how can i help it's the story that helps stats stats can be challenged all the time but the story will never be challenged so i wanted to be able to help people through covid that were losing jobs losing houses like find a way to make it so i was like look I'm gonna help these 10 educators write their story i know y'all are losing funding some of y'all lost your jobs i'm gonna help you in 30 days i need y'all to just give me 30 days i'm gonna help you finish a book we're gonna launch it we're gonna make a lot of money no kyle we can't write a book in 30 days 30 days later i had 10 authors and they was getting bags literally nine months later we worked with over 100 authors and one of my authors sold 300 copies in a week bro huh. one of my authors sold 100 copies on the first day one of my offers now has an online course that's generated eight thousand dollars a month from stories from stories and with me so Lynn, i created a high ticket offer and then i was like well how can i create this system and then i started just asking people questions what are your struggles what did you struggle with all these different things because it was just like one-off meetings it was one-on-one one-on-one but i was like yo this is getting i'm burning out i can't keep meeting with 20 clients a week how can i get group? how can i condense it how can i create the system right so i created a system and then I was like, damn, everybody can't afford a $1,000 program. Everybody can't do that. Kyle, you're you're hurting your ability to really impact more people. So then what did I do? I created a group coaching program every single week on Tuesday. You've been on the call. Every Tuesday, we train. Every Tuesday... Thirty-seven dollars a month. I was like, Yo, if you can't afford thirty-seven
1: dollars, there's nothing I can do. Exactly, man. If you can't afford Burger King with some smoothies and fries and like, nothing I can do. And it goes to show your hunger to serve, your hunger to empower. Because look, there's some people out there like they'll do the high ticket offer and that's it. Like. Oh, you can't get in. That's it. When you get your bread up, holla back. And one thing that's actually interesting and what I've seen in, in the program that I helped create for one of my business partners is that through that low offer, through that ability to bring people in, in the door, when they see the environment, the energy, and they get to interact with that coach, the entrepreneur and other people eventually they'll get to the point whereby they will buy the high ticket offer and not only that but they will refer other people in exactly go in for that high ticket offer and that's what i started noticing my business partner i was like whoa i was like this is crazy okay people are coming in <laughs> for a dollar for the first month and then it renews for 60 dollars but a percentage of these people are just like all right i'm sold i want the done for you 2000 i want to done for you service." and Let's rock and roll, and it begun to show me that a lot of times because entrepreneurs they're looking at the numbers, they're trying to crunch the numbers. Okay, we made fifty k. Okay, how do we get it seventy five k per month? And da da da. The people aren't numbers, you know. People aren't numbers. Right? Best. And being able to give people that ability. Now they some knuckleheads out there. I'm nah, facts. Like, I call them <laughs> you know knucklehead university because they just don't they just want to cut you know they just want to act up but the ones who are there seriously they will thank you for that but then they'll come back and pour into your business in a way that you won't never seen before so talking about the systems you know the business part because i think this is the juicy part too as well you started creating this this funnel this the the master class the high ticket offer the author acceleration and when i saw everything i was like because i've seen funnels i've helped dozens and so many entrepreneurs build out funnels and systems and facebook ads and all kinds of things i was like and the, the color the brand and everything i was like oh I, like, <laughs> I was like you're hitting these key points the testimonials was lined up what was some of the thought process that went into building that because you literally built a bridge Two generational wealth you literally not only that but empowered thousands of pride going on to tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people down the line millions their lives but talk about that
0: yeah man so like I I literally learned from a lot of people right so shout out to Alex Jeffrey's man clients in abundance out in San Diego so I sat down with him in November of last year in Arizona no he was in San Diego he was in San Diego um, at his condo And he was talking through all of the different strategies that he used to being able to make seven figures a month. Not not six figures, not five figures, not four figures, seven figures a month consistently. So I sat down with him and he was going over all these different strategies, all of these different things, and then I implemented it, right? So I'm all about if you learn something, it's one thing. If you implement it, you become the one thing, right? So I'm gonna say that again. If you learn something, that's one thing. If you implement something, you become the one thing, right? So sitting down with him, sitting down with my man, Joe Polish, a genius network, one of the best marketers in the world sitting down with my guy, Wes Watson, um, Markel Russell out of Atlanta, Danielle Leslie, um, you know, at the West. Well, so All of these different people, I want to sit down with the best of the best. And another thing with me, like I'm not, I'm not afraid to invest in myself or invest in my business. So I'll spend Shout out to Donnie Wiggins for really coaching me through the system as well. But I paid people to learn and then I wanted to make my business the best, but you can't make something the best that came from your mind that there's somebody out there outpacing. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure it out. Well, how are they doing this? How are they generating? And that's what I was talking about earlier about. It's not competition. It's inspiration. So I will reach out to anybody and figure out, how are you doing this? I will pay you to just teach me. Right? So then when I started doing it, I needed like, I like your visuals is everything. So I needed to know pain point. I needed to know greatest pain. But then I started seeing that every recurring problem needed a recurring revenue stream. What I mean by that is everybody can't afford the 1500 joint. So I need a $500 offer. Everybody can't afford $500. I need a $100. Everybody, had a, I don't have $100. I needed a $25. But what about somebody that ain't got $25 that just lost their job on the pantry? How can you get them started? I've created a free uh, ebook. I created two free ebooks, two free master classes. And then I wanted to be able to funnel those people in because you may not have the money today. But if I keep following up, if I keep giving value, if I keep teaching you the ropes, when you do have money, who are you going to think of? If I'm consistent, you're going to think of me. And now once I get you in on a $25 one or a $30 to dollars one, now if I keep giving you value, I'm going to teach you how to get the bag. So once you get the bag, you can invest it back to me.
1: Mm, mm, mm. And this is one thing that's excellent, is your ability to sit down and be like, you know what? I don't have all of the answers because a lot of entrepreneurs have that ego. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. nah, I, get... I got this. Like, You know what? You <laughs> and one thing that i'm seeing in the community and you're seeing it with like the neos and you're seeing it with the the alex good energies or the earn your leisure or you know Mm -hmm. david shans and the Donnie wiggins is this super collaboration whereby people internally are just feeding off each other balancing these ideas and this uh there's so many articles written about this this is the biggest generational wealth transfer that's happening.
0: let me tell you something bro this is our season baby this is our season, and if we don't get off the boat, look, look, let me tell you something. They may have stolen us and put us on a boat, but now it's our time to be the captain of our own ship. I'm gonna tell people that all the time, if you don't understand stocks, if you don't understand getting in, in the real estate, go get you a 203 FHA loan. If you don't understand cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, go get you a brokerage account, like go do these things. You need to learn. This is the time. If you have not been doing anything, you need to be reading, you need to be studying, and you need to be learning. You need to invest in a coach or a mentor that can get your system set up, that can get your business set up, that can get your, your, um, your, your whole business uh, like ideation set up so that your kids can be set up in the future. Everything, like you gotta think about it, man. With this stimulus package, everything's about to go into a em- Inflation is happening. Gas prices are about to be more expensive. Y'all about to get tax for these stimulus checks that y'all been like, uh, like thirsty over. Like I could've told, yo, you could've given me a bag and I could've told you how to make 1,400 a day. That's oh. nothing. Like we, we tripping over $1,400 and don't realize that that's gonna affect everything. You go to the mall and that twenty dollar shirt turn into a forty dollar shirt. That's you correct. go into McDonald's that five dollar meal turned into an eight dollar meal. It's gonna shift. Your rent was fifteen hundred, now it's eighteen hundred. What are we doing? You got to get your credit right, get your bag right, get your business right, get your mind right, get your body right, so that you can be all right,
1: man. <laughs> this is, you have that spirit of a teach of a master teacher. You know what I'm saying? Not just like you're not like limited by you. You're like. I want to understand that perspective that allowed that person to succeed. The perspective of, like, you're not confined by other people's perspectives. Mm-mm.
0: Nah, man. And I don't know it all, bro. Like, I, that's one thing, man. When I, there's two things that are happening if you feel like you know it all. Either you're going to get humiliated or you're going to actually take time to get humble. I got humiliated. I thought I knew a lot and I lost six figures in a year. In a year, six figures like and this wasn't even like investment money this was just me it was stupid like you blowing money and once I started realizing when well, you lost six figures in a year and then the next year I was living on my homeboy's um floor on an air mattress on a floor in this two-bedroom apartment I figured out like you don't know it all bro all that arrogancy is not going to advance you and activity doesn't equal achievement just because you got a lot going on doesn't mean you have anything going on that's right you know what I'm saying so I turned my activity into the ability to advance others, and then let those others advance me. Mm, mm, mm. and
1: <laughs> I think you—you—it's so interesting to see how all these factors came together to propel you. You mm. know, having a son at a, a younger age, and I think I was hearing George talk about this—is you know him looking up to you as a role model and as a leader. And how that charges you to move and navigate within the world a certain way. So that Thanks. the example that you're leaving for him, because kids are soup, they're sponges. You know, they absorb all of that. And it is seeds being planted in them. And he's like, oh, like father like son. Oh, just like the mom. She do it is the truth. Thanks. So, you know, yeah, yeah, one thing that I saw that I was super excited about, and you learned I'm assuming from these coaches or like the trial and errors, which every entrepreneur has to go to. Like, in fact, talking to uh, guests, they didn't really blow up until the accident or until the mistake or until it's backfired. Like, it, nobody, like, people paint the picture that, oh, man, you hop in entrepreneur, man, you're going to get the G-Wagon. Man.
0: Heck no. Nah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Heck no.
1: Nah. And I, I understand this marketing, you know, put on a certain... Perspective, so that you can kind of magnetize people into your funnel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, your average consumer buying the course for two or three thousand dollars and not having an entrepreneurial mindset, it they go on. They say, you know, uh, yeah. smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. And I, think, <laughs> you know, you're the epitome of that because it's like, and I think that's why it's even better to do it as such. Do it young. You know people want to protect the kids no let them experience entrepreneurial endeavors and let them have trial and errors and fail so that they can begin to develop that cognitive ability to adapt yo
0: i teach yo my son i know know you got a question but it it just makes me think about my little man bro like so we started he he started learning how to play in a simple like tic-tac-toe like last year like we would get the tic-tac-toe out when we're eating out out somewhere and they bring the little kids menu and we figuring out Yo, I used to, I used to drag him, bro. I used to drag him. I'm never gonna let you win, dog. Never. I'm not that, that parent. I'm not that guy that I'm just gonna, oh, let me let him win so he can win whatnot. Like, XXX, boom. Circle, circle, circle. Boom. Like, nah, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose. I don't even care. And then he started getting mad. Yo, last week, he beat me for the first time. You should have saw his face. It was like, it was like he won the Super Bowl. He looked at me, he gave me that look of confidence and then gave me a high five. He was like, I did it, Dad. And I tell any parent out here, anybody out here, right? Don't let, don't let up. You got to lose. Like I kept losing as an entrepreneur. I was getting outpaced. out like my activity wasn't high enough. My productivity wasn't high enough. I wasn't performing at my highest ability. I wasn't in the gym enough. I wasn't. So I couldn't appreciate the win. If I was given the wins, I couldn't. I was yo. I had to stop giving myself gifts. Stop going on vacation when you when you haven't accomplished nothing. Stop taking your girl on dates if you ain't earned nothing. Stop that. Like I, I wanted to curse so bad. Stop that, bro. Like so when you when when I literally saw his face, and I've been beating him for a year straight, wow. and he's and this is tic tac toe. This isn't something complex. He hit the one in the middle. Had the little the where uh, you could do it double ways. I had to circle. I'm like, he got it. He got it and he appreciated the win. He appreciated the win. So stop saying you got the bread when you don't because once you get it, you want to appreciate it. Stop trying to go out and get the nice car when you can't afford it because now, you, when you can't afford it, you can't appreciate it. Yes. I am just now buying my first house and I've been in entrepreneurship for six years. But this, that moment when I got that pre-approval letter and I looked at that and I said, "Like me, me? It was different, and I appreciate it. I sent that to my mother. Sent that to my father. I was like, "Mom, I did it. I did it." And now I can look at houses with a completely different confidence. And then my parents were saying that they was in their forties when they bought their first house, and I'm in, I'm a 28, and it's just like, yo, like I appreciate it. So you gotta learn how to lose, man, to appreciate the wins.
1: Mm. That's it. That's so it. This is deep. <laughs> this is deep. You gotta learn how to lose. People don't want to lose. Like society nah, makes the Nike sign just do it. Boom, champion. Boom, yeah. and, um, you know, like Cardi B and Beyoncé, oh, you know, like they just paint this picture of losing as the worst thing to happen to humanity It's the yeah.
0: best thing that ever happened to humanity.
1: Man, my society, I feel, man, every Look, y'all gonna have to rewind the episode to nice. listen to the gems, <laughs> the gems that this man is dropping because this whole interview right here has just been buckets. He just, I appreciate you, bro. You out here doing some LeBron. I, we don't even know what to call the move yet, <laughs> man. And you know, as we just start to wrap up, kind of, you know, what what's the what's the vision for you, man? What's the ultimate vision and um the legacy.
0: Let me get, yo, I live, I, I live off principles, bro, and I live off principles that align with my life. So anybody, I want to I give y'all something that I did a while back that really shapes, you know, who I am as a man. Um, the number one thing that I love, I guess, if you could have 10 things in the world, what would you have, right? Any 10 things. Number one is that I want to be able to die one day and my kids are proud of me. Right? I have one son right now, but I want to be able to, like, my kids are proud of the father that I was the husband that I'll be to them to, to, you know, my, to my wife, and the man that I am in the community. Number two is I want to be able to marry a wife that I of, not just somebody that's proud of me, but somebody that I can look up to every morning and be like, I'm proud of her. And somebody that I can, I can push her and that somebody that I can sit in the stands while she stands on the stage, right? I want to be able to have her stand on the stage. Number three is I want to be able to win a Nobel Peace Prize for my Global Impact. Number four is I want to be able to build a sustainable community for African American people that has free education, equitable opportunities. And we're teaching them entrepreneurship as a means to get out of their situation, right? Number five is I want to open up a children's center called Maryland, Maryland Manor. And that's an inspiration of my um, father's mother that passed away when he was seven years old. And I want to open up a children's center to be able to give kids education um support mentorship and love man so that's five things i can keep going bro but that's just five things if if my decisions if my opportunities if my business doesn't align with those five things i don't do it i don't do it right when i finish here i'm going back to my son because that's number one i had to get alignment with god because i want to be a husband that's why i'm fasting so i can stop the bs and be a better man right so like these different things. I can't spend money like I want. If I want to buy a sustainable community, it's gonna cost me 20 million dollars. I can't. I have to understand real estate. So when I said the 203 FHA loan, I have to understand real estate. If I want to own real estate. So I align everything with those five things. And that leads my life. So that's who I will be in the next few years
1: man speak it into existence man i love it i love it man people Kanye west spoke so many of the things i am hey, bro. i am walt disney and people kept looking Man, like he tripping it's interesting because i posted that video on my instagram the other day and most of my posts don't even get that many likes interaction here and there till today that's still getting over thousands of likes and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But, Speaking things into existence People The, the What the God say? Power of life and death is in the tongue That's it You see rappers, you see these people oh, I'm, I am going to do this Look at some the rappers that get killed What did they talk about? What did they rap about? They're talking about death They're talking about the gangs, the violence and everything like that And lo and behold, it manifests Look at the Jay-Z's, the Kanye West and some of these other people What are they talking about? Oh, I'm going to own the stadium Oh, I'm going to own the... The, the 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 business oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be and look at today you're seeing the, the cbd you're seeing the yeezy the gap you're seeing how things are manifesting into existence and mm-hmm. you see people will tell you man why you talking like that who you think you are like man humble yourself you know that's society that we live in whereby you said what man come oh,
0: on man, nah, man,
1: fool, man. <laughs> but not realizing that speaking into existence activates that spirit it activates that subconscious and conscious to say you know what if this is the aim let's go ahead and and work towards it man so you know question that this last question the importance of god and your relationship with god and how that has allowed you to navigate through life
0: yeah man and um so one thing that I i truly believe like And I was listening to a scripture, not a scripture, a sermon. This was two weeks ago when I went to uh, a God's trip and it was, are you prune? Now it's like, are you prune? And and God in the Bible in the scripture, he always talks about like using trees and, you know, being the vine and being able to all of these different things talks about being planted, right? I truly believe, truly believe. And I want everybody to really hear what I'm about to say. Like, I, I truly believe that I am the tree. Mm. And me getting connected to the vine, to the source, is all that I needed to be able to grow and then be able to bear fruit for other people to have. If you think of a tree, if you think of a tree, the tree bears fruit, but the tree doesn't eat its own fruit, bro. Mm. It bears fruit. Who does the fruit for? It's for other people. If you think of a tree, bro, it doesn't move. It doesn't, it doesn't move. It's not like it hops up and then go somewhere else and then start. No, it doesn't move. You need to be planted. So I tell people and I, I had to become planted. I, I had to stop hopping around. I had to stop hopping around a relationship. Stop hopping around in women. Stop hopping around in locations. Stop hopping around business ideas. Get focused. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that one woman. Love yourself. Love that one business. Fall in love with it, bro. And give everything that you have to it. Because if you're connected to the vine, which is God, that will give you all of the resources that you need to source other people. That's it. That's it. So when I got closer to him, he brought people to me because he was allowing me to bear the fruit that the people that I served needed. Oof. That's all I got, bro. Yeah. I right. <laughs> we'll go for another.
1: Y- y'all go <laughs> rewind this. Rewind this and listen to it again. Like y'all need to listen to this a couple of times because everything is truth, is facts, is bombs, is is Now and I said I was gonna let you go, but one one last question. (laughs) For sure. To that point of bearing the fruit, right? You've beared massive amount, not only that, but helping other people bear their own fruits to impact the world too as well. But as the business, as the author acceleration and the programs started to develop and blossom and enrich in people's lives, how did you notice the business Impact on your life, your family's life, and what was going on day to day.
0: So I want to I want to challenge that perspective just really quickly. So I don't truly believe, and this is just a new uh, realization. I'm telling you, fasting is everything. I don't truly believe that when you bear fruit, it's a material thing. I feel like when we talk about bearing fruit, it's like I have to bear a business or money or a car, all these different things. It talks about in the scripture the word uh the fruits of the spirit when we talk about integrity character love kindness all those different things right so when i became a better person and when i started lusting when i started being a person of integrity when i started being more kind god became more kind to me when i had discipline god showed me that because you're able to handle a a, five dollar client i'm going to give you a 500 dollars client and if you do right if you show integrity to this client i'm going to give you a five thousand dollar client and then i'm going to allow you to go on a thousand dollar vacation so if we live by the fruits of the spirit which is inside of us not in the things that people see visually then we will be able to have everything and multiply that by god
1: man man that that's it man because i feel like <laughs> both, uh, we can keep rolling we're gonna have to be part two sometime <laughs> down the line but man, thank you for just taking the time out of your day to, to bless the audience. I'm dropping all the links. I'm a part of the program, y'all. I'm I'm in the program. I'm one thing that made me so excited once I was in the program, you started talking about mindset. I thought I was just gonna go in and you were like, okay, chapter one, you wanna do this, you wanna list your content, you wanna list the organization of the book. But you started talking about being a better you, uh your mindset. And making sure that what you're putting out via the book out into the world that you are the representation of that Mm -hmm. like so you started speaking to my mind and my spirit and i was like whoa i was like this is a program on how to write a book but how to become a better human being too as well
0: exactly those are the fruits of the spirit bro you see what i'm saying you can write a hell of a book but if you're not a bad if you're not a good person god bless your book because i i can give you all the strategies in the world but God is going to provide you with the people to be able to leverage your strategies for. So if I operate through God, if I'm a vessel through him, then I can teach you what he needs you to learn. Mm. And then if you implement it, how I teach it, based upon what he's given me, you have no choice but to be successful.
1: Man, we're closing out, man. Let, Let the people know, you know, where they can find you. If there's any last spots, anything you want to get off your chest. Uh, I'm gonna include all the links. This is going up on YouTube as well. Yeah,
0: for sure. So you can find me um, on Instagram, Kyle S King on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Send me a DM, uh, text me. Uh, my number's on Instagram as well. And um, this is the last thing that I'm gonna say to anybody listening. Right, if you've made it to this point, that means that you're probably a believer. That's probably you're probably an achiever. You're probably already an overcomer. Mm-hmm. I want you to keep pushing. I want you to keep believing. I want you to keep praying. And I want you to operate in that purpose because that purpose is gonna give you the power to not only get to your to your purpose or to get somebody else to their purpose, but for you to prosper in, 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 in life, man. You deserve it. You, you are worthy, you are loved, you are smart, you are everything. And this is me affirming you to go out and continue to give.
1: Man, th- this is this is amazing, man. I, I thank God that I, I think that people that come across you too as well. And get the chance to work with you as time goes on, they're just gonna realize yo, what an amazing blessing to have this guy in my corner. And that's so awesome because your son, the family, gets to be in the sauce. You know, as we like to say, oh, you yes. in the sauce, you in the drip. They get mm-hmm. to be in that drip or all of that. But my mastermind is, man, until next time, man. Y'all, y'all got I, I need to activate Like a cash jar on here Like live stream So y'all can pay the man
0: As this is happening <laughs> Straight up
1: This is the type Straight of episode up. This is right
0: here Yo instead of paying me I want y'all to go pay somebody else I want y'all to pay it forward Like I don't, I'm not even gonna put Cash app information out there I don't want you to pay me I want you to take that money That you would give to me And I want you to go bless a kid I want you to go bless a homeless person That you see I want you to go pay somebody randomly Pay um Pay their meal when you see them in, in line somewhere. I want you to pay for the person. If you're listening to this in the car, pay for the person behind you. I want you to go so into the world because I would not be into this place of getting blessings, of becoming successful, and helping other people become successful if I wasn't sewing. Somebody sewed into me so I could sew into y'all. So I need y'all to go sew into somebody so that you can get sewed into too.
1: Principles, man. Principles of, principles of life right there. My masterminders. Until next time, y'all y'all getting too much sauce today man y'all over here they drink they they in they swimming in it hey i appreciate you for listening to the mastermind your life podcast again don't forget to follow me on instagram t-o-l-u dot o-w-o-y-e-m-i and blow up my inbox man i need to hear your suggestions feedback people i need to interview next topics i need to cover again i appreciate all y'all and while you're at it you might as well go to apple and drop that review let's get it